Before Delmonico's opened in New York City, there were already restaurants of a rudimentary sort. Although no one knows for sure, the first American restaurant might have been Julien's Restaurateur, established in Boston in 1794 and modeled on what was offered in Paris, the world's gastronomic capital. But in the United States, there was very little dining out, apart from taverns, lodging houses, and stands selling street food such as oysters. What was available was hardly luxurious. European travelers were often taken aback by the crudeness of the new country's culinary offerings, the slipshod rapidity of dining, and the absence of leisurely conversation imposed by the emphasis on speed and quantity rather than enjoyment and quality. An English visitor in the 1820s sniffily recalled the spectacle of fifty to a hundred hotel guests sitting down to breakfast and consuming a motley array of dishes in less than ten minutes. The main midday meal usually required no more than twenty minutes, and while the food was being voraciously gulped down, no conversation took place. Another traveler describes the atmosphere of one eating house as that of a funeral in its absence of conviviality, and otherwise as a contest to see how quickly one could finish what seemed to be regarded as an unpleasant task. Edward Henry Durrell, briefly mayor of New Orleans during the Civil War, wrote in 1845 that American businessmen, as opposed to the more leisurely French Creoles, took a mere five minutes to devour dinner. The Anglo-Saxon race might be generally superior, he opined, but not in matters involving the delicate perception of taste. With its fine French food, immense menu, efficient service, and gracious atmosphere, Delmonico seemed a revelation. It began as a simple pastry shop, opened in 1827 by two brothers from the Alpine canton of Ticino, the Italian part of Switzerland. By 1830, the success of what was already considered a delightful oasis in the bustle of New York introduced John, originally Giovanni, and Peter, Pietro, Delmonico, to expand their establishment into a restaurant that would offer impeccable French cuisine worthy of Paris. Neither brother had restaurant training, although Peter had experience as a pastry chef. Nevertheless, they were successful, not only with pastry, but with hundreds of sophisticated dishes. The oldest surviving menu from the Restaurant Francais des Frères Delmonico, an eleven-page document from 1838, shows an astonishing mastery of French gastronomy. Forty veal dishes ranging from sweetbreads to blanquette de veau, no fewer than eight preparations of partridge, and four styles of venison. The ubiquity of imported French truffles on the menu is remarkable. Truffles accompanied meat dishes, but were also available by themselves en croute or sautéed in champagne. There were vegetables such as artichokes, endives, sorrel, and eggplant, which had rarely, if ever before, been seen in America. That the menu was not simply an inflated pretense is evident from the response of the restaurant's patrons. Louis Napoleon, the future president and then emperor of France from 1849 to 1870, visited New York in 1837 and dined regularly at Delmonico's. Among the most devoted early clients of Delmonico's was Samuel Ward, 1814 to 1884, the son of a prominent banker. Ward made and lost more than one fortune in speculation and in the California gold rush, but found his true vocation in Washington, perfecting the modern form of congressional lobbying in the Gilded Age following the conclusion of the Civil War. Ward first discovered Delmonico's when it was still a pastry shop, and he was struck by its prompt and deferential service, so different from the democratic nonchalance of eating houses. Ward wrote an unpublished and unfinished history of Delmonico's, in which he particularly praised the variety of its food. 
Besides presenting a definitive French repertoire, the restaurant's culinary range encompassed the caviar of Archangel, the polenta of Naples, the ala podrida of Madrid, the bouillabaisse of Marseille, the cassola of Santiago de Chile, and the buffalo hump of Fort Laramie. In fact, Archangel is in northern Russia, far from the Caspian Sea where caviar comes from. Polenta is a northern Italian rather than Neapolitan staple. But no matter, the distinction of Delmonico's, ward statement notwithstanding, was not so much international variety as a combination of reliable service and elegant French cuisine.